You are listening to the Productivity Masterminds podcast brought to you by Timular.com. We interview top professionals who share their exact formulas for success in productivity, time management, and self-improvement. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Productivity Masterminds, remember, every month we give away one of our beautiful time-tracking dice that help you take over how you spend your time. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and message the word DONE to timeular.com forward slash giveaway to prove that you did it. Again, visit timeular.com forward slash giveaway and message the word DONE to prove it and enter the giveaway. Mike Vardy is a productivity expert best known as host of the Productivityist podcast. He is a coach and consultant for top professionals on the topics of time management, goal setting, work optimization, and more. Mike's work has been covered by Lifehacker, Fast Company, Success, and The Huffington Post. Let's hear more from him in this episode of Productivity Masterminds. Can you give us a little bit of context about how you got here career-wise? What's your story? So, uh, you know, back when uh, I was, you know, just working a day job, I was working at Costco for a long period of time. I started to learn how to balance my time because I was working in one area of the warehouse and I was in charge of another area of the warehouse. So I had to really be good at kind of understanding the the amount of time I had available to me as well as the amount of energy I had available to me too and different different types of businesses. So uh, eventually I left Costco. I was there for over a decade and I ultimately decided that I wanted to start exploring a comedy career. I was starting to explore like that kind of stuff. That's and, awesome. That's <laughs> and cool. what happened was is I that that understanding of time management and, and per- personal productivity came into play. And long story short, what happened was is by using all those tools, I became more obsessed with productivity. So I, I started to study the the David Allen's, the Stephen Covey's, the you know all of the all of the modern contemporaries in the space. And then ultimately, I ended up doing a productivity parody site called Eventualism. So I was making fun of the genre for a long period of time. <laughs> and then uh, I did a podcast. So I've been podcasting for about ten years now. Uh, and wow! I did, yeah, yeah. And I did a uh, episode a with a bunch of different, like Seth Godin and all those guys. But I had David Allen on the show, and David Allen was, you know, the the father of getting things done, the creator of getting things done the GTD methodology. And he said, you know, we want to get you to maybe write for the getting things done blog, even though I was making fun, uh, like being a a satirist for a lot. And what happened was I eventually became (laughs) the very thing I was parodying. So I became a product. I went from being a productivity parodist or satirist to now a productivity strategist and, and even a philosopher to a certain extent. So that's, that's been the long journey. It's been about a 10 year journey. And uh, now, you know, it's funny, the people that I talked to and was looking up to, I'm now, you know, I'm kind of in their, their peer category, which is kind of neat. Sure. That's, that's amazing. And so it, it's super funny. You actually started this from, it sounds like an academic approach first, like studying productivity, uh, but, but actually out of necessity, if like listening back to the early part of your story, it was out of necessity. You were balancing a lot of projects, then started doing the parody then realized that you actually, by doing the parody, you probably had to consume a lot of the content to even realize what to make fun of and how the industry actually works. And next thing you know, you're actually an expert in the field because you've actually gone through and had all these conversations, talked to so many people. Now you're a productivity expert. You're running on multiple brands with both your personal brand and then the time crafting brand, Productivity Is. What 
What is it about time that you know that most don't? You certainly understand how to prioritize tasks, how to turn down opportunities. How do you think about time in general? So, you know, having come from a comedy background, I used to look everything through a comedic lens. It's kind of like that Jerry Seinfeld bit in his movie Comedian where he says he goes into a bathroom on, on an airplane and he's the air, you know, the razor disposal unit. Instead of thinking, oh, well, you know, someone just hasn't, they, they forgot to change their blade, their blade was dull. He's thinking, who's shaving so much that they're going through blades on a plane? I kind of look at everything through a time management or productivity lens now. And, and I think that there's an element of, personal productivity and time management, that is timeless. If you look back at even 100 years ago, Arnold Bennett writing the book How to Live on 24 Hours a Day, those lessons still apply today. And then you go back to things like Stoicism and, you mm -hmm. know, Marcus Aurelius. Those, a lot of, like, they were distracted back then. They talked yeah. about focus. So, uh, you know, I think that for me, what what I've discovered over my years of studying this is that you need to, the the needs, the, the um, the kind of the, the way time management works hasn't really changed. Sure, some of the technology has shown up and, and the tools yeah. are there, but the tools will only take you so far. You need to have right. a framework in place and we do have more control over our time whether you know than we think we do. I mean, things like confirmation bias and overchoice and all these things present themselves, but if you take a step back and slow down for a second, you really get some perspective. And I think the thing I know about time management that, you know, I mean, uh, so, you know, people that study it know, but I've, I've really embraced is that in order to really uh, manage your time well, it's about intention and attention. So what is your intention and how are you going to pay attention to it? And the only way you can figure that out is counterintuitively slowing down. So using, I mean, it's funny, I, I have this, I have the timeular device and I've actually put my themed days on my, so I'm not measuring like very specific activities. I'm measuring like, am I spending most of Wednesday doing audio work? Cause that's the daily theme. Am I spending most of Friday doing deep work? So I'm not getting, I'm not getting pure, like super fine quantitative data. I'm getting broader qual. Like, did I spend most of Friday doing deep? You're work? holding yourself yes. accountable. That's yeah. yeah because not, you're a top performer. You're holding yourself accountable to whether or not you're actually doing the things that whenever you were slowing down and taking the time to plan out your week, are you actually doing that or are you just letting the hustle and bustle of every urgent email that lands in your inbox take control over your time? Right. And, and I think the thing is, is that if you look, if you're not, if you try to manage every little bit of minutia, you end up being very quantitative, which means you try to check off as many boxes as possible. But instead, you should maybe step up, take a step back and go, do I even need to check off all of these boxes? Could right, someone else right. help me? So I think it's, it's it, the funny thing is it, it, with personal productivity and time management, it, it, you know, basically intention management and attention management, what you need to do is, is oddly enough, slow down, become self-aware, do things like journaling, which I think is a hugely undervalued element of productivity because you get to see how you, not just what you did on the day by looking at the calendar, but how you felt, whether your emotions got in the way or got the better of you or whether you embraced them and they pushed you forward. I think that we need to spend more time and invest more time on that kind of thing than trying to check off as many boxes as possible because that's not really a human approach. And really, ultimately, that's what we all are. We're human beings. Yeah, and you know, that, wow, really, really great stuff that you're sharing here, Mike. I think that's something that really spreads across industries and disciplines. As technology gets better and as more tools pop up, we really get into like the shiny object syndrome of, well, what's the better tool for project management? What's the better tool for communication? What's the better tool for... And you know, 
do you think the romance had Trello? Do you think like Alexander <laughs> the Great was like sending messages on Slack? Like they figured it out somehow. And so it just goes to show a lot of the principles still stand true. And I love your approach of, you know, it's, it's about being intentional. It's about controlling your attention. It's about slowing down and planning out what it is that you're even doing with your time as opposed to just trying to find the next tool that helps you do things faster. And it's like, should you even be doing the thing actually? And if you right. can just delete things from your to-do list, you're going to be able to spend more time and be more productive essentially. And, and I by think doing the, less. Yeah, well, enough. and I think the danger is is that we often, by theming my time, that's an element of time crafting, I now have, you want to put yourself in a position where you have sensible defaults in place. So you have a, so for example, if you don't do something today, the natural default is to say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. But for me, because I have like audio day is Wednesday, if I don't get all my audio done today, the, the natural default for all the audio goes to the following Wednesday. Now, sure, there might be a couple of things that need to be done before that, but it's not all or nothing. It's very, yeah. you, you, if you yeah. put these in place because you've got this no. part of your brain that is a very, very primitive, right? It wants to, it's the shiny object one. It's the one that wants to, and then there's the part that's got the higher reasoning, the prefrontal cortex. You need to give that prefrontal cortex enough ammunition so that it can combat that that primitive part of your brain that's been there forever. So doing things like theming your days, working by modality to say, hey, you know what, what do, you know, not fighting your body clock. Like, I mean, so many people out there say, well, I guess I better be a morning person because morning people are most productive. I'm a night owl. I am not, I, you catch me first thing in the morning and I am doing all the low energy stuff, all the low hanging fruit because later in the day, that's when I'm better at doing the creative, the heavy lifting stuff. So yeah, so so there's no one size fits all, but you need to have some kind of framework in place because frameworks foster freedom. Tools don't, frameworks do. That's amazing. Mike, what what is the best place to start uh, getting information about these frameworks? How have you learned that? Is it a lot of reading? Is it through personal experience? Is it experimenting with different frameworks? <laughs> All of How that. How do you find what works for you? All of it. <laughs> All of that. And it's becoming some. obsessed with the topic in general, right? It's like if you just believe enough in that this stuff works and that time management can be optimized, you'll be able to find the solution. It's not just one book. Well, well, what's funny is, is that the term productivityist was a portmanteau of productivity and enthusiast. So I was really into it. I was like a hobbyist. And then I became more of a specialist, which means I knew all of the different, like I knew getting things done and I knew the Eisenhower matrix. And I mean, I know all those, but then I became a strategist because now I have my own methodology that I teach, right? Which, which, you know, I mean, was definitely, there have been, I've drawn inspiration from other areas clearly, but things like, you know, theming your time, making journaling a, a real clear part of your practice. I think those things are not, maybe not uniquely relevant, you know, parts of time crafting, but they certainly are part of it. Uh, in you know, sure. in, a, in a grander sense. And the thing is, is I don't believe that there's one system where if you don't follow it, then you're not doing it right. I, I don't like that idea of, hey, you're not doing a review so every week, so therefore you're doing it wrong. Or you're not using this matrix every time you make a decision, so you're doing it wrong. I think you have, I mean, for what I teach is, look, if you want to theme every day of the week, that's going to help. If you only want to theme one, that's still going to help. If you want to journal in the morning versus the evening, like I think that you can, you have to figure out what works. And that takes, like you said, experimentation, reading. I've, I mean, the reading I've done has more or less supported the fact that we need to have some system that is has an element of timelessness to it because time is not going, I mean, time has not really changed all that much. Sure, what we do with that time and what occupies that time has changed it, but 
time hasn't really sped up all that much, at least not that a human being can sense over the millennia, right? So I think that it's important to say, hey, this works for me, this doesn't. And being able to put that framework together and customize it for yourself I mean, like we're saying, I mean, I use the timular one way, somebody else might use it another. I, I, people are using paper planners again. There's a real renaissance with paper planners over digital ones. Why? Yeah. Be- because it, because the problem with being in a digital platform is that you're always connected, not necessarily to yourself either. Whereas a paper planner, it's not going to ping you. It's not going to give you a notification. It's not going to crash on you. You're going to be <laughs> able to look at it and go, you're better connecting with what matters to you. So ultimately what you want to do with any kind of approach to time management, productivity, and all this stuff is you want to be able to define your day, funnel your focus, and ultimately make every moment matter. Not every minute matter but every moment matter because moments you've never heard of a, a minute minutes occasion. You've heard of momentous occasions because they mm-hmm. moments are qualitative minutes are quantitative. You need to be able to marry those two together, which is why I think time management task management are two different things. And I think intention management and attention management, once you marry intention and attention, once you marry time and task, that's personal productivity. Fire, fire content, Mike. That's amazing. I, I love that framework. You know, the, the just the way you think about time is, I think, the way really any top performer that is trying to achieve, that is in the, this relentless pursuit of excellence in any discipline, music, sports, you know, fitness, like whatever it is, you kind of in the early stages have to give yourself some grace as you drop the ball on things and anchor your identity to the fact that I do care about productivity. I am a fit person. I do eat healthy. The moment that you are like a little bit on the fence and you drop the ball three times or five times in, you immediately pull back and you're like, oh, I'm not a musician. I, I don't do fitness. And then you just stop going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and w- what you're saying is a bit of grace of like, there is no perfect framework. You basically just have to become obsessed with these like truths and principles that stand the test of time. It's nothing new. It's not, I'm not trying to sell you this new tool or app that you download. And if you just internalize that and you start building out those daily habits, over time you then I guess you get to your point, which is uh, you're actually batching out time daily and you're optimizing and now you're able to tweak much, much, much more granularly. But it all has to start with you giving yourself grace at the beginning to dropping the ball sometimes and being okay and auto-defining yourself to, no, but I do care about productivity. I do care about making the best of my time. Well, and that's why I call it time crafting because craft is about, a craftsperson never really stops trying to get better. Someone who's, who's wants to get better at their craft are always fine tuning. They're always, but they're using that. their hands. Yeah. Like it's not like it's a, it's not like it's it's you know. I mean, there's a difference between assembly and craft, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think <laughs> that's that, awesome. that yeah, that's yeah. that to me is. And so when when you're trying to, and it's always going to be evolving, right? So I think that. Uh, you know, the great thing is you can add bits and pieces. You're not, if you're going to, if you're going to be a, a golfer, if you want to learn how to golf and I don't know how to golf, oddly enough, I wrote a book called the front nine, which I used golf as a metaphor. <laughs> I'm a terrible golfer, bad, bad metaphor for me to use. But the point is, is that you're not going to be able I mean, most people say, Oh, if I get this tool, it'll do it for me. But the best golfer could have terrible clubs and beat the worst golfer with the yep. best clubs because it's about craft. So, and it takes time. I mean, you see people as they spend more time 
They get better at it. Not only, and maybe not necessarily better in terms of faster, but they get, they understand, hey, well, maybe I don't need to do this and I can go around this corner rather than trying to do all this stuff. And I think that the, the interesting thing you mentioned about top performers is that there's two, almost two types. There's the ones that go 150 miles per hour all the time. And that quote, I guess you could say hustle. Um, and then there's the ones that go, that go deep and they do fewer things, but they do them incredibly, incredibly well. And yet right, they, and right. they approach their lives with a, I don't like the term hustle because hustle implies that you're, you're, you're always going like, it's just constant. I like, I prefer the term lively, like be lively in everything that you do because mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's more, that's sustainable. I don't think hustle right. is sustainable. And I think that you want to be able to have a framework in place that is sustainable. That's why, you know, when I talk about time crafting, it's the idea of it being simple, flexible, and durable. I don't say it's easy because it's a mindset shift. I What I talk about is often like a shock to the system, like it's a shocking of the system, right? But it's it's simple because if you think about it, most people are already theming their time already. Like you probably have a day where you do laundry, right? And when you do laundry, you're probably doing housework. And oddly enough, I can say to people, uh, okay, so when do you do laundry? Oh, you know, oh, I do it Saturday. Oh, do you housework on Saturday? So what you're saying is Saturday is like kind of like your household day. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, you're already doing theming to a certain right. extent, right? And it's flexible because you can move things around, right? And it's durable because it can stand the test of time. Like you will always have some form of household chores to do. You will always have planning to do, which is another one of my theme days. So I think that there's a lot of, um, again, you can approach it without feeling overwhelmed with the tools and the minutia because you it gets you keyed in on those intentions that you have. And then the only thing you need to put in place is, okay, I intend on writing a book. How am I going to pay attention to that? Because if you have intention with no attention, it's powerless. The problem a lot of people have is they have attention with no intention, so it's aimless. They're just mm. doing things for the sake of doing things. Woo. Mike, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this knowledge with us. This is amazing. This is perfect, perfect, perfect knowledge. Something that's very applicable, I think, for all of us, uh, no matter the industry, really. Uh, you're, you're doing a lot of things right now online. What's the best place for people to stay in touch with what you're doing and follow up on your career? So I put together a, a link for you guys and it's, if you go to PM podcast, so productivityist.com slash PM podcast, uh, you'll be able to, uh, grab a bunch of stuff. I'll have some, cause this is a lot of stuff. Like, you know, I mean, people are going to have to go back and listen to this and go, what? What the what? Right. Again, I shock the system a bit. So you can go back and and all that all the stuff I talked about, there's some freebie stuff in there and that. And and all my social stuff is there. So just go to productivities.com slash PM podcast and it'll be all there. Eventually, when we re, we're rebranding as time crafting right now, we're in the throes of doing that. So it'll just redirect to there eventually. But productivities.com slash PM podcast is where you should go. For now, can you spell productivity as for us? It's oh, here we go. I-S-T, right? You you got it. You got it. Yep. Productivity yep. I-S-T. Okay. Productivity dot, productivity I-S-T. Yes, dot com. Perfect. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, Productivity Masterminds, do not forget your chance to win one of our beautiful time tracking dice to help you take back your time. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, message the word done to timeuler.com forward slash giveaway. Subscribe on iTunes and then message done to timeuler.com forward slash giveaway. See you on the next one.